Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is usually not longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. So Dave, you've been working your butt off in the last week, right? Like, what? Tell me everything you've been working on, because everything about life is all about work and productivity, right? I've done no work in the last week. <laughs> no work whatsoever. <laughs> um, and, and that is, yeah, obviously you're, 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 you're pulling us into the... Uh, it's an interesting, it's, it's a funny topic, but I think it was something that we, we were just chatting before we got on to about that. I feel like this time of year, especially I feel this, but it's, it's in general, a, a perennially useful topic, but it's the reality of taking a break from work is essential, but incredibly difficult, I find, um, and, or something to feel good about doing, to feel like you're justified in doing that you are you know, sort of like, I don't know that it, you have to, maybe it's like, sometimes I feel like I need to earn it or I need to be something that I've worked towards. Um, but overall, like it's a, 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 a difficult thing. And specifically like the thing that I think is useful to unpack here is how, especially being solo indie developers that you and I are. And I mean, it's like, we talk, you know, it's like, yeah, under the radar is a show about independent iOS app development. And obviously that can mean lots of different things to lots of different people. But for us, the way that manifests is that we are kind of like solo indies where we work to a large degree by ourselves in terms of on the technical side of things that we're the only ones opening up Xcode, putting things into it. We're the ones doing that. And so what a consequence of that and something that I find very difficult or complicated to navigate is this, the in the back of your mind, then there's always this feeling that as soon as I stop working, all work will cease <laughs> and will not continue until I come back to work. And that's, it's kind of like, it makes me think a bit of, you You know, I, I, I don't know why, but I, 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 I know why, but I quite enjoy watching the, like, how things are made videos. Um, like, I used to watch these, like, years ago on the Discovery Channel, and now you'll, like, find them on YouTube or things. But, you know, these things, like, you have these big factories with assembly lines and things, and you see moving along. And in, in all of those, there's often this, like, this big red button that I imagine is, you know, if something dangerous or scary or problematic is happening, like, any worker can hit this big red button, and the whole production line just stops. And I, I imagine it's a pretty dramatic thing when that happens. And, you know, it's a, it's a serious thing, but it's, you know, it's important that it's there to make sure everyone's, you know, safe and being taken care of. Um, but in being a solo independent developer, if I, anytime I stop working at all, it's like I've just reached up and pushed this giant red button because nothing else is going to happen until, you know, until I come back and start working again. Um, it's like the only small benefit I have in this is back in the days when I used to do consulting kind of work. The when I stopped working, my income would also cease when I was a consultant. <laughs> yeah, um, and so that is doubly scary. At least the being app based, um, the nature, you know, to to some degree, my sort of the actual bit, you know, productivity of the of the business itself um, is unaffected on a day to day basis by whether I'm working or not. So at least I have that going for me. But from a is work being done, are the apps being moved forward, or updates being happened, am I learning? Am I improving? If as soon as I stop all work stops. And so it can be very hard to feel um, comfortable pushing the red button, but it's also something that's kind of important to do. Yeah, I, I have felt this myself because, you know, we've we've both been independent workers for a pretty long time now. One of the, I mean, there's, look, there's tons of advantages. That's why we do it. And we're very lucky to be able to do it in general. Um, but I think it's important to to not, you know, cover yourself in disclaimers too much in the sense that like, even if you're in a fairly fortunate position, like being able to work for yourself, um, that doesn't mean that you don't have any challenges uh, or that everything is all roses all the time. 
you know, I think it's important to acknowledge like, yeah, this is great that we can do this, but you know, there are also challenges. And and so for me, one of the challenges has always been managing my expectations of my own productivity. And this is not something I have solved <laughs> at all. Uh, this is something that that haunts me constantly and is constantly in my mind. And we talked about it a little bit with the falling behind episode a, a few episodes back. Uh, but I have a lot of I put a lot of pressure on myself to be productive. And part of that is just, you know, I value my work and how my work is viewed. And I, I never want to be viewed as, oh, yeah, that guy, he made this app, but he's not really maintaining it anymore. He's just coasting. Like I, I never want to be viewed as that. And I, and, I, and I often am viewed as that because my update pace is not super fast these days. Uh, and so that bothers me like crazy. Um, and also, I'm afraid of losing what I've built. Like, I don't want my app to lose its status. I, I, like, I don't want to lose the income it makes. I don't want it to decline. I don't want to, to lose what I've built. And so the, it's those two mental pressures have, have combined with me to have me put a lot of pressure on myself to be productive all the time. Like really just don't stop working on this app. How dare you not have worked on this app for a week? Like that's, that's, I, I get a lot of that internal dialogue and that's not great. Sure. I think one of the causes for this, or at least exacerbating factors for this is that when you are indie, when you work for yourself, you don't have the structure that a regular full-time job puts on you in terms of hours, days, and vacations. You know, when when you work for yourself, weekends don't really matter for, for the most part, except like those are days that, you know, that, you know, maybe the conditions around you in the world will be different. Maybe your kids will be home from school or the post office will be closed or whatever. But like your work, if you're an indie, oftentimes it doesn't matter what day it is. It also usually doesn't matter what time it is, again, except for environmental variables around you. But like your work, you you kind of are maybe not expected to work 24-7, but certainly you could work 24-7 in the sense that work could pop up at any moment or you could extend the hours to whatever you need if you're in the middle of something. Um, so there are no natural time bounds. And then also, and I think this is a bigger one and kind of more relevant to the discussion today, um, there's no vacation day tracking. There's no like, you know, you, you don't get all the holidays off uh, as an indie because uh, there is really no concept of like when you are given time off because <laughs> there is no one to give you time off or to as you said or to cover for you when you are not working and then also like you know at, at most full-time jobs you have some concept of you are given a certain number of vacation days every year or every month or whatever and those accumulate and, and you're expected to use them in in a healthy functioning job you're, you are usually not only expected to, sometimes you are required to use them in, in the most healthy functioning jobs although that's getting less and less common these days in America but you have this concept of like you are you are accumulating, you are earning vacation time, and then you are expected to use it. And when you're an indie, that doesn't exist. Now, the good thing is, I mean, again, we are generally generally speaking from a position of being fortunate by being indies. The good thing is there's no one telling you that you can't use eight days. You've only earned seven. You know, like that, sure. that doesn't exist as indie, which is awesome. And that's one of the biggest reasons to be an indie. The problem is, as you mentioned, like you can take days off. Here and there, and it's fine. But if you take too many days off, your work will suffer, and it's and it's kind of like a longer term lagging indicator. If you take two weeks off, if your app is just sitting there in the app store doing okay, and you know no, you don't have any like servers or or support burdens that might crop up in the meantime. Like 
if you just take, hell, take a month, you can take a whole month off and your app is probably going to be okay and your business is probably going to be okay and your customers will probably be okay. But if you take off like a month every two months, <laughs> you know, like that, then you, your overall pace will be sub- substantially slower. If you start only working one or two weeks every two months or every three months, which kind of feels like my life recently. Uh, <laughs> a lot's going on. But, you know, if, if you if you only work for short bursts out of huge long spans, then, again, like your productivity overall or the long term, that's going to have long term costs. So it's really hard to keep those things in balance when you have this kind of loose lagging indicator and no immediate consequences for if you're doing too little work. But also, the effects of doing too much work also work the same way. If you are working your butt off constantly and you're never giving yourself a, a chance to stop and breathe and, and rest and recover, you're going to burn out or have health problems or both. Uh, and that also, like, that won't hit you immediately. <laughs> you, can, you can overwork yourself for weeks or months or years before it really catches up to you. And then when it does catch up to you, it seems like this came out of nowhere, but you can be like, oh, well, in retrospect, yeah, I guess, I guess this, <laughs> I guess I'm super burnt out for all of these reasons that I've been pushing myself too hard the last X years or whatever. Um, and that, so that's also kind of this, this loose lagging indicator. Um, and so it's really hard to keep this stuff in balance and it's really hard to, to keep a healthy perspective on yourself and your own you know, work ethic, like, am, am I doing enough? Am I working enough? Is it okay for me to take this week or this month or this year off? That's really, really hard to manage and to, to adjust as an indie. Yeah. And I think it's why it's structurally the thing that I've found is that I need to, I, it's a funny thing to say, but I feel like I have to force myself to rest and to take breaks and to do you know, so sort of make sure that I'm not doing too much or being too, going too long it, it, with a period of sustained focus and attention to my work. Um, and that's for, you know, for a variety of reasons. And that can also be, you know, the importance of taking rest insofar as it's like making sure that I'm focusing on the other aspects of my life that I care about, whether that could be my family, my health, my whatever. Like there are so many other parts to being a person that so often it, work can feel uh, pressing and uh, intimidating because it has you know, sort of relatively high, high, it has higher immediate consequences. I think I completely agree. One of the biggest challenges in this thing is finding is that on both sides, the sort of indicator is so trailing that the sort of the implications of it becomes so far in the future and is so hard sometimes to sort of track into. And I, it reminds me of something that I recently was thinking of where I think about the concept of sort of burnout. And I feel like in some ways when I was, you know, sort of younger in my career, I had this concept that you were like, you were burned out or you weren't. Um, it, it, that it was this binary state that you would sort of somehow transition between. Um, it's like, oh, now, that, oh, now I'm burned out and I need to, <laughs> figure, you know, we'll, we'll do better, do sort of, you know, do, do, do something to be better. And then, oh, I'm not burned out. And it's like, as long as I was in the not burned out state, everything was fine. <laughs> it's like as a light on your dashboard. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, it's like, as, as long as the check engine light isn't on, the engine's fine. 
<laughs> right? Like that's essentially the mindset that I had. And it's, I think increasingly it's the understanding that it's like the, it is much more a measurement of like slope. And it's like, is the slope increasing or decreasing is the bigger thing that is much more relevant for uh, you know, sort of where you are and the manifestations of something like being burnt out in terms of being unable in if I was going to define that as sort of you know being in a physical or mental state such that you are unable to work say like if that was the more extreme version of it um, it's like that is a manifestation of a sustained period of negative slope um, and it's doesn't because, but it's, you know, so it's the thing that I need to try and pay attention to in myself is what is my, you know, what is my slope? Not where am I on, on an absolute basis? Because the slope of that is the important thing. Like if it's level or slightly up, we're great. If it's negative, I eventually I'm going to have to pay for this. Um, and I think forcing myself to take breaks and to, to rest, um, is something that you can do to kind of have these little checkpoints where you can potentially have a discontinuity in your, you know, your, I guess your burnoutedness line where you can reset up higher. If your slope is still negative, that's not great. You're still going to eventually be heading to a bad place, but you can at least have these checkpoints to either allow you to change the slope or at least to push yourself farther away from a place that the impact of that is going to be. Uh, more problematic and obviously you prefer to change the slope but if you can't or if it's more complicated or you know like it's not that straight that's so much easier said than done at the very least forcing yourself to take rest and breaks allows you to have these buffers against uh, the consequences of that being truly problem problematic we are sponsored this episode by indeed what's a game where no one wins the waiting game when it comes to hiring don't wait for great talent to find you Find them first with Indeed. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with just the right skills, you can use Indeed's powerful hiring platform to help you do it all. Indeed streamlines hiring with powerful tools that find you matched candidates. With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match their job description the moment they sponsor a job. According to Indeed Data US, Indeed's hiring platform really is great because it gets you one step closer to the hire by immediately matching you with quality candidates. Even better, Indeed is the only job site where you, you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements, making it an unbelievably powerful hiring platform, delivering four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest 2019. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash under the radar. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash under the radar. That's I-N-D-E-E-D dot com slash under the radar to support the show by saying you heard about it on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Our thanks to Indeed for their support of this show and Relay FM. So I can make this a little bit more uh, specific and tangible about an experience I just had, you know, that we alluded to at the beginning of the show. Um, so this last summer, um, I found the development cycle for iOS 17 just felt, I don't know, more challenging, more difficult, left me with more kind of like just ambient, I don't know, like weight 
um, on me. And I'm, not, I'm still working on exactly what that is. I think it's just, it's one of these things I where, mean, I can guess they massively did a ton of stuff with widgets and you're all about widgets sure. and all of your apps are all about widgets. Like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think it, there's that, but it's also, there's the difficulty. It's the, there's a certain amount of accumulation that happens with our jobs that it isn't because like part of my focus was like, okay, I'm going to focus on interactive widgets, say, but doing that doesn't mean that I can't now I, I can ignore all of the other aspects of a big iOS update, of doing compatibility testing, of trying it on different devices, of making sure that my old features and old aspects of my applications continue to work well and function well um, on the new thing. And so there's an accumulative process to this in a way that if I had just started from you know a blank slate writing an interactive widgets app, it would be simpler than trying to carry an older one forward. But regardless, for as relevant for this discussion... It was a challenging summer. I let this sort of got to the end of it and, you know, got where I wanted, but it was challenging. Um, and so this is where, like, I recently got back from a, a break I took. And this is one of these things where my wife is amazing because she essentially forced me to do this. I was I felt really funny about doing it, but she was like, you know, you just need to go. And like my favorite thing, my most restorative thing is hiking. So I spent uh, just sort of three or four days hiking up in the, the Lake District in the UK. Um, and it was lovely and it was it was one of those the thing that the most fundamentally challenging and interesting thing about this experience is something that have happened to me many times over the years is like the reality of rest is you don't know how much you needed it until you take it um that as much as i would have said oh i think you know it's like oh i'm a bit run down oh things are you know it's like the thing things are a bit difficult or whatever it would have been it, it isn't until like the second day of not of being in a place that you are consciously and intentionally resting your mind and your brain and not thinking about work and not looking at you know developer news and not paying attention to things not even trying like not even to think of ideas you know inevitably like i think of ideas or thing features or things that i want to do and Whenever I go in this kind of a rest, something that I, f I find is super helpful is I will like have a, you know, my to-do list system, whatever that is, very front, like very few apps on my phone are kind of on my front page, except for I have one that's just for like, you know, collecting ideas because I just want to, if they're in my head, great, have the idea, write it down, then don't look at it. But it's like a few days of that and you start to be like, oh man, yeah, I needed this. This was, this was essential. Like I was not in a good place and in terms of just like getting stuck in a rut that um, is, is really challenging to get out of. And it's like, you know, after a couple of days of hiking in, in, in the mountains, it's like I felt so much lighter and fresher. And, uh, you know, it's one of those challenging things, too, where I think it's easy for me to understand the way that physical fitness works, where like if you work, if, you know, if, if I start jogging, and jog regularly, I will get typically get better at jogging. Like that is just like the way it works. Um, but mental work is somewhat more challenging in that because it's the more mental work I do, the fine, the, the more div, sort of worn down my thinking is and the less able I'm sort of to do some of the really nuanced, thoughtful, kind of important work. Um, that I'm able to do, that I can do this kind of basic level of competence that is almost more automatic. Like there's, a, I've been doing this long enough. I can do some amount of programming without thinking about it, but I can't do my best work without thinking about it, if that makes any sense. Like that is a tricky balance that like in order for me to do really good, awesome work, my brain needs to be rested. It needs to be, you know, sort of firing on all cylinders and able to do that. And it's just something that it's hard, I did, I, it's hard to identify in myself 
ahead of time that I'm in that place, that I'm not thinking as clearly, I'm not thinking as creatively, I'm not uh, able to do that kind of thing. But it's like, I definitely found after a few days of walking around, it's like, oh, oh yeah, this is nice. I, sh- I should have done this um, sooner. I should have, or at least this was essential and a very important thing to do. And, you know, it was and yet again, a, a example of reinforcing this idea in my mind that's like, I have to force myself to rest because if I don't, I will not be able to do my best work. And ultimately, that's like the thing that I'm striving towards. Wow, that's really good. <laughs> yeah, I uh, this is an area that I'm not good at. I, I really am not. And one of my favorite things about doing this show with you is that you are much better at being introspective and managing this kind of stuff than I am. Um, and so for you know this is kind of like my developer therapy session with my therapist dave who and we happen to be doing it in public (laughs) (laughs) so thank you for that um because yeah i i really have a very hard time managing my kind of my mental conditioning or or my mental um you know energy or or rest state um i'm constantly overworking or underworking myself (laughs) in some kind of you know pattern like you know if if life has required me to to be somewhere where i can't work but i want to work like my brain wants to be you know stimulated and productive but i can't for some reason like maybe you know we're on like you know a family trip or having to like you know do some logistical stuff like oh i have to go move you know these boxes from here to here or whatever like that kind of stuff if my brain wants to be working I'm just like I'm I'm like champing at the bit to get back to like my computer, my desk, my big monitor so I can like really like get some great work done. Um and there's so many times in my life where I feel like man, I my brain is really not happy. I really want to be working right now. Um but then uh, there's other times where like I have so much work to do. And you know, like for instance, during iOS beta season and, and you know, sure. as as the fall approaches and it's like, "Oh, here this we have a deadline. We got to get this stuff out the door." And but you know, if if I'm like mentally tired, I'll I'll get it done if I have to, but it is not good work, as you were saying. Like it's not, it isn't my best work. It is not certainly you know happy work to do at that point. And so it's it's very very difficult for me to to manage this. And, and I think one of the greatest um, questions to ask yourself uh, to try to manage this, or to have to have your developer therapist ask you on on a podcast, is um, sure. what happens if you don't do the thing that you think you have to do by this deadline who is forcing you to do this like what happens if you just miss the deadline you know or you know longer term you know suppose you have you know an app that where there is no firm deadline but suppose there's some task like like what i'm facing like you know oh i have this super old code base i'm trying to modernize it rewrite a bunch of stuff in swift and swift async and swift ui and all this stuff but it's worth asking the question like well what happens if you don't do that like why why are you putting the pressure on yourself to do that? And I think a lot of people get caught in in a in a bad pattern of like and we talked about this in different ways before but of putting expectations on themselves that their customers are actually really not demanding too much and or is not worth the time to do. So and this this hits indies so hard. I see this all the time where Somebody with an indie app will will spend like a year taking what was a successful app and trying to make like a 2.0 version, like, you know, trying to make like a big update. And they spend a ton of time, but the market doesn't really reward that. The market is not really needing the things they were adding. Or they spend a lot of time on things that the market only cares a little bit about. And they spend a ton of time on those things. Um, and, and there are so many aspects like that in development where 
we put the pressure on ourselves to be like, we have to do this. We have what, you know, we're going to, we're going to fall behind and we're going to, and, and we're, you know, we're going to lose all of our business or lose our customers or not, or somehow not be serving them well enough if we don't adopt some modern framework or whatever. And then we spend all this time doing that. And then it turns out the customers are like, yeah, we didn't actually need that. What we really wanted you to do was add this one little feature over here that you didn't, that you wouldn't do. <laughs> like there's so many times that we have that disconnect. And, and so I feel like also like, this is a whole separate episode, I'm sure, but like, it, there's also a part of it where a part of this management of of rest and overworking and expectations, where a lot of times we're working on stuff that we don't even need to be working on, and so really to to be a true like kind of master indie for time management, a huge part of that is the discipline to not spend too much time on you know time sinks that are not really worth it, you know, not not to spend too much time on these like just morasses of <laughs> just like you know thing, things like i'm gonna rewrite my entire you know intense extension again uh you know this time with the newest language and then it's like and then you get you get to the end and your customers see basically no difference and you put all this pressure on yourself to have worked on that that whole time and then you get to the end and it's like oh your customers are like oh um you kind of broke it on my iphone se and that's about it like there's there's no feedback there's no reward at the end of that so you know, so often we are putting all this pressure on ourselves and burning ourselves out doing stuff that really we didn't even need to be doing. Sure. Yeah. And I think it's the, the aspect of this that has been, is, is instructive as it relates to taking breaks and, you know, sort of resting our minds and is that it allows us, I think, to, like, one of the experience I had recently, like a couple weeks ago, is like I've been working, I had my, like, I big, summer to-do list that I've been churning through and working on and, you know, I have ideas or things and I'm adding into this list and I've been just kind of grinding away on that for months. And then I go take a break and I come back and I had a few days to just kind of, you know, sort of as I'm getting back into work and I look at this list and I'm like, why am I doing this? Like <laughs> this is, and it's like, it's so hard to have the right perspective. If you are in it consistently day to day, you can't you have to you know sort of you have to be outside of it in order to really see it like this is just very much it applies in so many parts of life but i think in this case it can be so important in understanding are are you working on the right things and are you pushing them in the right direction is so much you know you need to take breaks to be able to do that and it's like one of the most productive things about like i took you know four days off work and then i came back and i had like a two-hour session of sitting down and writing down what i think are the most important features for my apps that are going to move them forward in the biggest way and then starting to work on those instead of whatever it was like i don't even know what i was working on before i left like i tried to not even think about that because if it's not at the top of the list of the features and you know sort of tasks that is going to are going to move my apps forward in the biggest ways like that's probably not the most important thing for me to be doing right now like i should be focused on these things and just the the importance of having sort of being outside of yourself to be able to 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 look at that and i think certainly one aspect of that is the reality of the you know sharper thinking um but it's also just an element of have giving yourself you know, space. And I think it is one of those funny things where when I think about just sort of the topic of sharper thinking, like how it is important to understand too, that there is a element of rest that is actually requires intentional effort that not working isn't rest. Um, that true rest requires an intentional period of time where the, the objective is rest, not like if I'm just busy with home stuff, 
I'm doing other errands or other tasks. I'm not resting. I'm not working in the sense of work as like the thing that I do to move, you know, move my career forward or to make income or those kinds of things. Like I'm not working in that way. But if what I am doing is not an activity that is restorative and, uh, you know, is something that is only putting, you know, sort of making deposits. If it is something else that is also making withdrawals, if it's, you know, family, like going on a family vacation can be lovely, but is unlikely for it to be quite as restorative and uh, impactful in that way. As if you say, I'm going to do whatever that activity is, like, who knows what it's like, we're all different for me. It's hiking. Maybe it's playing video games. Maybe it's, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Everyone's different, but finding that thing that is actually restorative and have spending a period of time intentionally being restored. Um, it's just something that I think is important to keep in mind too, that just not doing the work is not being, you know, taking, taking a proper break that is going to restore and improve you. Uh, If you're busy with other things, you know, that you're still in the, you're still sort of digging yourself into a a bigger hole. Um, that the, the important thing is that you have to really make an effort to think about yourself, think about what is restorative to you, and then intentionally do that. And that's when you get, I think, the biggest impact, uh, from this kind of time. That's a really good point. And I love that, you know, what is like restorative to you is walking up a mountain. Like, that, sure. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, it doesn't matter what that is, but you just got to find it. And, you know, imagine we all, we all would know what that is if someone asked them, like, what is the thing that is most restorative to you? And if, once you know what that is, go and do that and make sure you're doing that regularly enough to, you know, stay out of the red, I suppose. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll talk to you in two weeks. Bye.